Welcome to High Energy Health, where together we explore the leading edge of wellness and happiness. I'm your host, Dawson Church. By choosing this time together, you're declaring your commitment to a positive mindset, elevated emotions, and a great life. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Negative 
connection that we can tune into, we can eliminate it. And now I know at the time you weren't in the healing professions at all. You were doing something quite different. Tell us about that. My original, uh, I started out as a CPA, trying to be practical, a career, you know, you need to get a job. And so I didn't have that time to get big times on Saturday, four times on. And I did a number of years as an alternate person and also got an MBA. And then uh, when my kids were born, that just brought out the whole nurturing mother in me. So I was at home with my kids for 10, 15, 20 years before I started doing some mediation things. I didn't quite go back to practice as a lawyer, but I, I did in a mediation capacity, mediation capacity. And I would see people being stuck and families breaking apart tragically because there were these stuck places they couldn't get past. So when I discovered EFT, um, I couldn't bring that into a mediation setting, but realized that I might be able to help people in a different way. So that was in the early days of, of happening and thought, well, my son at the time was still in high school and I thought, I'll, I'll go ahead. I, I, I'm good at collecting degrees. I'll just pick up another one. So I got an MSW because I thought, I'll go ahead and be licensed because I don't know anything about the field and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to know what I was doing. So I got a license for social um, and practice under that, but really consider myself an EFT coach just like the people that come to our workshops and, and get to the Traditionally, as I do using these methods like EFT and so EMD, that are you know, slightly more traditional methods, but it's still processing feelings and negative emotions. But this has always been where my passion has been. As a child, we moved around a lot. My father was in the military, so for me, every couple of years, I was having to adapt to a new situation, and I learned to. I think, like we, a lot of us do in different situations, I, I learned to read people and to figure out try to understand human behavior more. How am I going to provide? What's going on in this classroom? I'm, you know, these people are different. What's going on? Um, so I was always sort of a, a, a student of human human nature and uh, fascinated really by watching how people were different in one situation and different and you know acted completely differently in another situation. So when EFT came along and I saw that people could shift feeling that had been plaguing them for sometimes decades, um, sometimes 50 years, I, I was fascinated and hooked, and I just never looked back. So how do you decide when you get a new client, maybe you have a few seconds with a client, and you have energy technology, you have EFT tapping, you have EMDR with the side movements, so also side uh, simulation, how do you decide which to use, when to use EMDR, when to use EFT, and what is a typical kind of treatment, I don't know if it's a typical treatment, but what, what would you put plan for interacting with both EFT and EMDR in a session? Well, my fallback is, my starting point and my fallback are, is always, is and is, is probably going to continue to be EFT because it's, it's easy, it's natural, we're not setting up for anything, I'm not using any machinery with EMDR IDs or light bars. But in a nutshell, I pull that in if I just want to mix things up or if we're, you know, we're just needing to to, uh, to try something a little bit different. But EFT will always work for me. It's not that I pull in something else because EFT doesn't work. It would just be to mix it up. In a typical, well, there isn't a typical session, but there is a typical approach. And for me, that means that I'm always looking for the, the base of the limiting belief. And the limiting belief has been filed in there somewhere in my along with an emotion and a 
cognition. So there's a physical component, an emotional component, and a cognitive component. And that's the source of all the distress that I see. So if somebody comes in for cancer, which uh, someone did several months ago, and asks me, do I work with cancer? Well, I work with negative emotions. So what can we do? This person was trying a lot of other things, doing some meditating, obviously going this full route medically. But I said, what I can help with is anything negative that your body's holding from the beginning of your existence. So I think we can just get it up and out. So we work uh, diligently to just pull anything up that there was still a negative emotional charge to. And by the time we got closer to this invasive procedure, the test results started changing. And the, the, the doctor started saying things like, well, you know, the cells don't look the same. We're not, not going to call them cancerous anymore. We're going to say, you know, they started qualifying the language. So um, I can't say that this happening changed anything, but he ended up with a surgery that went completely different than what they had thought. And my approach to that was the same as if an 18-month-old one time the mother brought in because he wouldn't get his coffee. So I'm looking at the same thing. What's the negative emotion? Where are we? Where's the reactivity? What is the belief we're operating on? So with a guy with cancer, he's operating on a belief that this isn't fair. I can't believe this is my life. Why is this happening to me? A number of different things. And so we sorted those out, went back through his life, and found any negative event that we could find that had anything close to an emotional charge, and we took that down. Same thing with the 18-month-old who came in my office, the whole family actually came in, the 18-month-old just was walking around the room playing, had no idea what we were doing, and so I just, I just imagined, I was, they wanted to learn tapping, so I said, all right, I'll put boxes on this man, I started to verbalize what I thought it might be like to be an 18-month-old trapped in a car seat, and every once in a while, this little boy would just look at me like, he didn't, he didn't know what was going on, but, and maybe understood that I was in some way talking to him. And that situation resolved immediately. She emailed me the next day and said, is this going to last? He, he, he called in his heartbeat, started grinning, and that those results stayed the same. So no matter what the situation is, I know we can come at it from what's the negative emotion because that's what's happened as well. As, as do other modalities where we're in the body, we're tuning into the emotion, we're breathing, we're being mindful, maybe we're reestablishing a good attachment to to a therapist, but with tapping, the magic of tapping is that I think it's appealing because people feel they're doing something and we get to talk and, and then we, we get to soothe the body by tapping. So it has a lot of benefits benefits that other modalities don't. And because it's interactive and people are engaged in it rather than coming in and saying, Can you can you fix me? It's a, it's something they learn to do themselves. And I think that people do themselves and are empowered to do it themselves and feel empowered, change the circumstances is really a big part of it. With the MDR, of course, it's something that, that people do in a therapist's office too, so really effective therapy, but it's not a self-help method. And so I think that's the big thing is that people feel as though they have some kind of control over their stress levels when they go to tap. Exactly, and it's such a natural thing to do to tap on oneself calm oneself down and people will often ask me do you do I have homework and I say well your homework is just to notice anything because anything that you have a negative reaction to anything and everything whether it's the, the person in the grocery store is on cutting off traffic and then to, to stay with that feeling until it dissipates that's the homework and then people 
them to do that part. It's, it's a natural thing that they learn going through the exercise in the office. Yeah, you kind of get into the details after a while. I know that yesterday I was tapping, and my wife said, why are you tapping? And I didn't even realize I was tapping. So I didn't even tell me, I realized that I had some dental work done that morning. And I also was startled when the dental assistant was preparing me for the filling. I took my phone and said, oh, you're the patient who doesn't need anesthesia. And I realized, well, they, 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 they know it about me. They don't need anesthesia to have anesthetic, but I get dental work done because I have on having dental work done. And so it starts to just become part of your everyday life. And you find yourself tapping automatically as your first line of defense against any kind of stress. So I love that, 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 that moment when you become just an automatic response that you can have any kind of, any kind of life situation that doesn't feel good. Well, actually, it's even gotten to where in our, you know, in, in our home, if we're just in the middle of a conversation, somebody might start tapping. And it, it, it's just a natural thing to do. And it's not, it's not like a declaration that we're having a, a, a therapy session. It's like, okay, I'm, there's something I have a charge on here. And even if I don't have a charge, it's sometimes if we're just talking about a decision someone has to make, we'll just all start tapping. It's just kind of a natural addition to, to talking things through and certainly processing emotions. Now, it just so happens, Jan, this morning I was reading your comments on EFP training because Jan, I, and other EFP trainers are working on updating our whole training method. And I was so sweet, Jan's wise perspective on this. Jan teaches workshops every year, both in the D.C. area where she lives and also further afield, like the Kripalu Institute. So you find out more about her schedule, what she teaches, about her other work, at her website, janwatkins.com. Jen, I'm curious about your experiences when you're training people. What happens in those trainings? What is so special? And what do people come away knowing how to do? Well, uh, I think, first of all, the trainings are really for anyone. If you, some people come in and they've been using EFT for, for 20 years on and off, and maybe, or, or they learned about it 20 years ago, but they didn't do much with it. And then some people got dragged there by a friend that have no idea what it is. So, whether people are doing this full-day training or if they're really just coming for personal use and want to do it for a day or two, they start out a little insecure and they're trying to get the procedure right and they want to know exactly where to tap and, and want to know what to say. But pretty soon people get in the rhythm of it and realize that we're really just finding something to tune into. And once we do that and start tapping, the results start to happen. And once they run through a few exercises, some of the simpler exercises where you're uh, just having a client and a practitioner and the practitioner, it can be a family member, it doesn't have to be a, you don't have to be a therapist, and you're just listening in one exercise to your uh, the person you're working with and you're just repeating back, simply repeating back what they're saying. And those have been some of the most powerful exercises in my workshop and people feel very confident and realize that it's something they can take home immediately into the home and into even in the workplace with their with friends or colleagues that they're comfortable with having with. So I think people leave the workshop really feeling confident that they know how to use this very simple user-friendly self-help tool. It's, uh, we have a lot of techniques in ESP. We've got a lot of different methods that you can try if you're not getting success, but in a nutshell, it's a, a tuning in to an issue and tapping. 
even before the workshop is over. You know, one of the comments I got in my last workshop, which really struck me, was from the workshop facilitator. And this is, the workshop was run was by, by a company that's been doing workshops for about since the 1970s. And had all of the major figures in psychology move through doing workshops in the Santa Fe area. And this woman who is the workshop coordinator for this company said to me, she said, Dawson, I've been facilitating psychology training workshops for 35 years. <laughs> yeah. 35 years. She said, and in 35 years, in all those workshops, all those schools of psychotherapy, I've never seen people change as much as they did in the first 48 hours of this workshop. So people's faces are brighter, their bodies are moving clear, they're in a pain, they're happier, they have less stress. All of that happened in just the first couple of days of the workshop. And I've just never seen that people shift that fast before. And I thought it was a real testament to the power of EFT. Yes, we do see that in the workshops. In day one, people come in, they're a little, you know, a little protected, and especially in the DC area, we're all pretty uptight here. And then after a couple of days, people starting to lighten up, loosen up a little bit. They've done exercises with different people. And by the fourth day, if we do four days in a row, there's no like people they feel like they've been people forever. They keep in touch for years. People contact me later, and they've, they've been tapping with somebody from a class maybe five years ago. So very intense, powerful changes and lasting changes. And yes. that's why I find the workshop so rewarding because, um, you know, there's just that group element to it also. You know, back in the earlier days, some of us were just tapping with helping DVD in our home alone. But tapping in a group is very powerful. And I know I always take seven opportunities during the group training to tap as a group on a universal topic, whether it's money or, uh, or self-esteem or something like that. And, and they're very powerful, very transformational. And people realize that other people have the same issues and, uh, and it just loosens things up for everybody and changes, offers change in a way that it's hard to do in a session. So yeah. the workshops are very powerful. The, the, the change is hard to do in a normal setting. I remember after one session, this was working with, with a woman who's a therapist. Uh, she had a history of abuse as a child, and also she had come out as gay when she was 15 years old, and she was part of this fundamental community, and they shunned her, cut her off, she left her whole family, her family, everyone she loved. They were all not there for her after 15. And so the combination of this, this childhood sexual abuse and then that shunning and all the other things she'd suffered in her life just had this horrendous list of problems. And um, when she sat down with me in front of the workshop, I thought, and I don't know if you had this experience, Jan, somebody tells you their issues, and I would I've never say this out loud to anybody, but I, my, my inner self talk was, I don't even think the EFT can help her. I mean, there's, there's, there's such a history here, a 50 years of psychological abuse and misery, and, and can, can anything help her? And it's absolutely amazing as she taps those layers of trauma just fell away. And she did change. It was startling, amazing to see her transform. So I'm, I'm sure you do see those for yourself as well. But you have no idea initially what's going to happen with that person sitting in the chair next to you. I know, actually, Jan, you'll be teaching one of Kripalu soon. Tell us a little bit about Kripalu. Well, Kripalu is a retreat setting. So people go there for yoga, all other types of workshops. And, of course, it's in a retreat setting, full away team and meals are provided. We have the sessions are spread out so that people can do yoga and, and attend the other workshops and services in between the, the EFT sessions. So it works really nicely because you have a chance a little bit to relax and integrate and take care of yourself and 
DNA to change. We also doing it with a bunch of scientists and researchers from various institutions, and so I, I can't wait to go there for the first time and to be there and present on DNA change and EFT and, and meditation, all the other things that Joe and I teach and advocate, but also just to keep myself in that, so it's like a wonderful place to do it. But I think you're right. I thought people would benefit when they go to workshops at Ethelin or Kapalu or Omega or any of the other places that offer EFT, be with us better. Even if you're just taking one in your local area, you're just showing up there at 9 o'clock in the morning, leaving at 6 at night, just doing a local non-residential retreat, I think is also going to give you kind of help and benefit. You were also mentioning on the break, Jan, that there's a big variety of people that go to EFT trainings and workshops. Tell us about that. Well, I think it's important to understand that if, if you have any interest in EFT at all or self-help or if you're just curious about a, a modality like this, I urge you to come. We have people come to the workshop from all walks of life. I've, um, I've had retired surgeons. I've had doctors, massage therapists, teachers, parents. Uh, families. I had in one case a whole family came. My son encouraged his girlfriend to come to one of my trainings. So uh, it's we are for everybody. We all have common that we feel, and we all have uh, people in our lives that feel. And that's what we're investing with the EFT is how to deal with emotions. Many of us were not taught how to deal with emotions as children. We were told not to feel. We shouldn't feel that way. Or it's not spiritual to be jealous or feel, feel shame or something like that. But, but EFT is for everyone. It's, it's, um, it's not for just for licensed health professionals. It's not just for people who have a degree or uh, two degrees or you don't have to have a license. You don't have to have a degree. EFT is, is for everyone. And if you're a parent, I highly encourage you to take EFT because it will transform your parents' experience. And, and of course, there are those two tracks. People wanting to do EFT for themselves take the one track, and if you wanted to get certified or trained in depth after EFT, others take the other track. I was also intrigued by your comment that we weren't taught as children to deal with our emotions, Jan. That is so true. I know that uh, when I think back to my own childhood, when I had an emotion where there was a lot of sadness or a lot of joy, the main thing the adults around me wanted to do was make it go away. <laughs> like, you know, you're being so exuberant, you get a stern rebuke and a slap, and something like children should be seen, not heard. And if you're sad, people, you got something, something like, I'll give you something to cry about if you don't stop crying. So uh, both, at both ends of the spectrum, I think that a lot of us were trained not to express our emotions. Exactly. And this is, this, it, with EFT, we're actually looking for the emotions, welcoming them so that we can feel them and no longer be uh, controlled by them and triggered by them. People often feel, I had a woman today very upset that she had had a very negative reaction in a road rage type, rage type of situation and just really feeling terrible and blaming herself. And I said, okay, well, let's just look at what happened and what, what exactly was it that triggered you? And let's let you feel that and let's Let's see where that goes. And then, of course, as always, it goes back to an earlier situation of not feeling um, in control or feeling that someone's trying to intimidate you or, or bully you. And so it's, we have a tool here with the tapping to be able to look at why we're overreacting and to decondition that, to desensitize that, and to really bring back choice in our life so we're not automatically reacting, but we have a, a choice to respond. Um, 
had a woman in this last workshop who had been carrying for 50 years guilt of having left her mother in her home country, and she volunteered to do a demo. So we just simply tuned into that. Rather than trying to talk her out of it and say, oh, we didn't feel so bad, we did what we thought was right, you know, all the things that we that we think is, is appropriate and we think is helpful, we just have her feel that, feel, tune into the, the shame and the guilt that she felt of leaving your mother. And I'm going to tell you that in about 15 minutes, that shifted and was gone. And she said, I've carried that for 15, 50 years. So why did that shift so quickly? And does everything shift that quickly? Not always, but in her case, she wasn't, she had no resistance to letting go. No part of her that felt at this point she needed to hold it. She didn't feel that, that she um, deserved to be punished, etc. So once we tune in and there's nothing in the way, um, the emotions can quit, uh, can clear very, very quickly. And of course, what you learn that the emotions can shift quickly in that event, in that instance, in that part of your life, then that opens the door to the understanding that the emotions can shift that quickly in other areas of my life as well. And so you start to really broaden the scope of what you use EFT on. Try it on this thing, try it on that thing. You don't just use EFT reactively when you are stressed. With a personal peace procedure, you learn to use EFT proactively. And think back and make a list of all bad things that happen in your life, not to get the test over that, but tapped on each one. And if you think you had a thousand bad things that happened to you, if you write them down in a journal and then tap on three a day in a year, three a day, you will tap on a thousand different bad things in your past. You will gain emotional freedom. So I really encourage you to check out those workshops and find out more about Jan and her website, janwatkins.com, for a full wherever they may be, go to my website, dawsongift.com, D-A-W-S-O-S, dawsongift.com, where you'll find information about the, the programs of Kitalu, the New Health Center, Omega, and other places, as well as the complete copy of the EFT mini manual. Jen, as you've been tapping yourself over the years, what other types of changes do you notice happening as you begin to approach your problems with energy therapy? What I've noticed very consistently and uh, fascinatingly, actually, is what happens in my life and in people's lives when they tap and become neutral around a topic. And I have a lot of examples of these, and so much so now that I, I tell people before we tap that this is going to shift, and when it does shift, you're not going to believe that it had anything to do with the tap. They've got a name for that. They call it the apex effect. Let me just give you a couple of really quick examples of things that have changed once people get neutral around their emotional charge. I had someone call me once and said, can you use EFT to make yourself grow more? And I said, well, I haven't done that one, but what do you have in mind?
they made a very unusual exception and let this person into the program. So would that have happened? I don't know. But we got neutral on the emotion. And any time you do that, I can promise you, your situation will change, or it won't change and you don't care. There was another situation where a young man, a mother brought her son to me, he was in high school, and he was being accused of rape. And I worked with him for maybe 35 minutes, and all we did was focus on his horror that his life could literally be over if this got out, and if they didn't, you know, if they pursued the charges, they would come into school and in a sort of entrapment type way arrested him. So we just talked for about 35 minutes like they tore over that. Within a week, the charges were dropped. Other times I've worked with um, people who have a bullying situation or in, they're being intimidated at work by someone in one case. This is, this is a true story. The bully moved away in another story. The person that was the intimidator moved to another store. Uh, another store. So the problem there was one other really fascinating one where I was um, working with a young woman who, every time she would go into a meeting, this other person would dominate the meeting and take credit for this person's work. And so we worked on it, passed on it, and so she really felt neutral about it, didn't feel intimidated about the woman. And so the next meeting that she went into, in a really bizarre situation, the woman who normally did this literally could not speak. She was trying to and she, it's like, it's like she was choking on her own work, and she turned to my client and said, can you take over? <laughs> so it, 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 your environment always updates. I've had situations where I've been tapping in a workshop. Um, this happened at Capallo. I was tapping with a woman on her father. During the workshop, she comes back after the break and said, my father just called me. He, he never calls me, never, ever dials his cell phone. And he calls her during the workshop. So um, I'm sure there's something out there happening in the in our energetic connection with each other. But once we update what our beliefs are about ourselves, we project ourselves differently. Differently, the world is updated instantly, and I see it all the time. It could be the other person could be in Australia, and you're in the United States. And if you do some some tapping, you become neutral. The the situation between you will neutralize. And the situation will be fixed. So I have a lot of fun with this because, and I tell my clients all the time, you're going to come back and tell me something different. You're just going to think it was a random update, but it's not random. Maybe you can tell me the science behind that, but I know that it happens. Well, one of the cool things I've been studying recently is set of electromagnetic frequencies that are called the Earth's atmosphere. And one of them is called the Schumann frequencies, the other is called field line resonances. And in some amazing research, they, uh, the researchers were tracking both these geomagnetic frequencies and also the, um, the heart rate variability and brain waves of a group of volunteers. They found that people were trained with their own natural personal rhythms. They also get trained with these huge geomagnetic waves that encompass the whole 
I love that kind of language, that kind of kind of way of seeing ourselves as powerful beings influenced by the world around us. And that's why I find EFT so exciting because it's a very simple user-friendly tool that you can pick up just by going to a workshop or reading a book. Workshop you'll get more, you know, you'll get hands-on and you'll feel more confident about it. And with that tool, you really can transform little by little everything that's going on in your life because any limiting belief you have, you can get to the bottom of that, set in, and then you can flip that belief so that I, I tell clients it's like what's written on your T-shirt if you walk into a room and you, and you, you have a bullseye on you and it says I'm the one everybody doesn't like, that's what you're going to get. But if we change that and take the charge off of that and you walk into the room and it's I'm okay, you're okay, I'm pretty fun to be around, that's the way people are going to respond to you. And then, of course, as they respond to you that way, that then changes the way you see the world and the way your brain functions and it shifts your whole experience of life. And so there's this downside happening between internal shift and external shift. Exactly. And it's it's pretty cool because you go from feeling like you're kind of being knocked around as a victim and you have very little control uh, and the world is a difficult place to realizing you have a, a, a tool that can help you respond in a powered, powerful way, in an empowered way where you're actually, actually impacting the environment. Jen, thank you so much for sharing this and sharing your passion for EFT and for seeing people heal and transform. I really appreciate you. Really appreciate your work. Thank you, Dawson, for having me on and, and uh, having the opportunity to talk about it and for doing the training for EFT Universe, which I love and I look forward to lots of new workshops in 2018. Oh, thanks again. And so to find out more about Jen and her cities at her website, JenWatkins.com, go and find out about all EFT trainings. Go to DawsonDisc.com and then take action. Instructions, sign up for the ESP workshop, and do that to support your own health and happiness. You've seen 